This is a three-minute message brought to you by Redemption Church, Delray Beach. In chapter 4 of James, he takes another approach. He's already been covering the, the faith that we need to have in Jesus, the works we ought to have in Jesus, how we ought to be taming the tongue. And he takes an approach for the reader, for us, for those of us who maybe don't see ourselves in any of the first three chapters. Maybe we've read the first three chapters and we thought, I'm a pretty good person. I've done all of these things. I have faith in Jesus. I'm working out my faith in the works. I guard my tongue. The thing is, though, is this type of mentality can easily become prideful in our hearts. It can easily uh, become a problem in our faith. Because none of us are perfect, and although we're all striving to be more like Jesus, and by His grace we're becoming more like Him, in the reality, none of us are going to be perfect this side of heaven. And so He warns us against um, trying to have that mentality of, of, this doesn't apply to me anymore. I don't need to keep going back for forgiveness. I don't need to go to God for mercy and for grace. He brings out the rest of what so many of us deal with. He brings up things such as what causes quarrels among you and fights among you. He talks about how uh, we desire and do not have. He talks about all these things that you and I struggle with on a day-to-day basis. These problems of uh, desiring what other people have, of still having quarrels among people, of still having worldliness in our hearts. Although we may look good on the outside if we compare ourselves to the first three chapters. But this is what he does. He doesn't leave us in this place of difficulty and despair and thinking that maybe we're not saved at all. That maybe we have all these problems and that God isn't truly working in our lives. He reminds us that there is grace for the Christian. There is grace for those of us who have already gone to Jesus and for forgiveness. And maybe we've seen a lot of change in our life, but we see that we still fall short. He reminds us that there is still grace for you too. That it's not you were saved and now there's no more grace for you. That there is new mercies every morning, God's word says. And so in verse uh, 6, he says, But he, being God, gives more grace. That he desires to be in relationship with us and to be continual uh, communion with us. That he gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. He's been preparing this so that we would be humble and realize that we are still in need. Whether you've been a Christian a day, a year, a decade that we still need Jesus and that we need to be humble before him and that he will continue to give us more grace. So he says that God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves before the Lord and he will exalt you. And don't forget that we all need to stay humble before God. That none of us are perfect. That we have been saved by grace through faith in Jesus. And that is a beautiful thing. We should be excited. But as 1 John reminds us, we need to keep this reality and this reminder that we still sin every day. That we are still imperfect. Lest we become boastful. Lest we become hard-hearted and oppose God. Let's stay humble before God, realizing that we do not fulfill chapters 1 through 3, that we are still imperfect, but there is still grace for us too. 